Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and yes, even students, information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor and the designer of the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to talk about why it's important to take care of yourself first. I've talked about this in other podcasts, but they were kind of in uh, combination with other things. And it's the idea of taking care of yourself first. In taking care of yourself first, you leave yourself the ability to take care of others along the way. You know, if a plane is going to crash, they always tell the parents to get the oxygen mask on first so that they can help their child in terms of dealing with their oxygen mask. And I will say here that after 40 years in education, 40 years in education, I loved my job as an administrator. I probably loved it too much. I spent too much time on the job, not enough time at home, not enough time with family, and the distractions from the job really took away from my relationships with my children. And I don't know anyone that ever went to bed at night or anyone on their deathbed thought in their mind that they wished they had spent more time at work. In reality, work is a vehicle to feed your family and yourself. That's what it is. And I've shared with my students on more than one occasion. I've shared with my own uh, children. I've shared it with my wife, my friends, and other colleagues that the place that you work is going to run with you or run without you. And it doesn't matter if you need a time off because you need a mental health day or whatever the case may be. And if you go to bed at night thinking of somebody else's kid or an angry parent that's going to come in within a day or two, 
you are too connected to your work. I love children. I loved working with them. I loved giving 100% while I was on the job. But I had to learn that when I left that job, I had to give 100% to someone else and something else. Because it does me, if I, my brain, as I've shared before, can't determine real from imagined. So guess what? When I'm thinking about work, my brain still thinks I'm at work. And that's not where we want to be. That isn't where we want to be. So we have to learn to balance, to balance our life. And I always go back to Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he talks about the dimensions of life. And he talks about his seven habits. And you can read them in the book. I would encourage you to pick up The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Matter of fact, I have the ebook. On my computer, I'll uh, put a um, link in the episode description so you can download it. But you know those principles that he had it was be proactive, keep first things first, uh, the um, synergize, and I don't have them all in front of me right now. But the bottom line is one of the habits was sharpen the saw. Sharpening the saw means that we cannot be at our best if we don't take time for what's called renewal, renewing ourselves. Sharpening, it goes back to this story. A guy's sawing down a tree, and somebody comes along and says to him, what do you, he says, boy, you're working really hard on that tree. And he says, yeah, I've been at it for five hours. And, he, and the guy said to him, why don't you sharpen the saw? And he says, I don't have time. I'm chopping down this tree, sawing down this tree. He didn't invest enough time in what he was using and making it function at the optimum level. Therefore, he had trouble sawing down the tree. We are the goose that lays the golden egg. And if you remember the story, what happened Okay, the owner of that goose, the farmer of that goose, wanted all the golden eggs at once, and he ended up killing the goose, and he had no eggs at all. So we need to care for ourselves first. That is something I want to emphasize in this podcast. Take care of yourself first. Now, how do we do it? Number one, Covey talks about four dimensions. The physical dimension, the mental dimension, the social and emotional dimension, and the spiritual dimension. The physical dimension is rather easy. You know, you get you exercise a little bit every day. You don't have to join a gym. You could take a walk with your kids. You could do some calisthenics. You can play some... Um, involve yourself in a skill activity like basketball or maybe softball or something like that if in fact that's the stuff that you like to do you could um, do a little weight training you know whatever it is you do some exercise every day and it's been proven it's been proven that uh, that exercise every day 20 minutes Okay, relieve stress, lowers your blood pressure, gives you a better mindset, 
which is why I find it so interesting that we end up cutting out exercise, cutting out physical activity from our curriculums that where our students are. And we don't give them greater opportunity to participate in this dimension. As a matter of fact, in schools, what we should be doing is we should be using these four dimensions and teaching our students about the benefits of lifelong health. Sports are great, but lifelong health is better. Football, baseball, basketball, golf, tennis, whatever you play, if you want to play it, it's great. Enjoy it. But the fact of the matter is, I know myself, I played sports in high school, I have a myriad of, of uh, physical ailments that, I, um, that are troubling me right now, strictly because of the fact that when I played sports in high school, they didn't have, you know, the, um, uh, the types of uh, health care that they have today with arthroscopic surgeries and so on. You kind of healed on your own. So if I had to give advice to one of my kids, I'd tell them, you know what, you want to involve yourself in a sport? Play golf. You get a lot of walking. You got a, a, a lot of uh, twisting and turning. It's good for your waistline. The whole, you know, there's a lot of things that are great about golf. But if you like other activities, involve yourself in them. Just don't get hurt. That's all. The physical dimension, 20 minutes a day. And as you get older, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, the walk is plenty. The few push-ups is plenty. The, the, the idea that you maybe went and had, was involved in a league and you played a little best, it's plenty. It's all that you need. Keeps cholesterol low, blood pressure low, and so on. Number two, the mental dimension. We need to engage our minds more. Everything is done for us. We lose our memory quicker today. We don't read enough. We don't have to remember phone numbers. We don't have to remember people's names. We don't have to remember what station a program was on. You just have to talk to the remote control. We need to engage our minds. And that might be reading a book once or twice a month, two books a month. Sometimes a person who doesn't read is no better off than a person who can't read. Work on your mind. Take professional development courses. Take mini courses at the adult school. Learn new things every single day okay, about life. Don't poo-poo anything. Listen to different ideas and thoughts that people have and you will be engaging your mind. We have synthetic ways of doing it now. I mean, we have games you can play on your, on your app and so on that improve memory and so on. Memory can be improved in a lot of different ways. Technology is one of them. But if you sit down and read a book a month and remember what was in it and get your mind engaged in the story, whether it's a novel or a self-help book, you will be doing yourself a favor as you grow older and you'll be attaining, you'll be obtaining more information now.
to help you move forward. Next one, social and emotional dimension. This is based on our relationship with other people. And I want to share something. If you have a problem with parents or children who, or whoever it is, don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them to try and solve the problem. If you have a problem with your parent, I want you to realize that that parent will haunt you from the grave if you don't correct the issue with them before they go on to the next world. I always used to know if I had a problem with somebody because I'd worry about weddings and funerals and who I was going to run into there. You know, and you kind of hope that Uncle Charlie's not sitting at the same table because you haven't talked to him for 10 years. The social and emotional dimension is critical. The ability to ask for forgiveness, the ability to receive forgiveness, the ability to maintain lasting relationships with your parents, your children, and any extended family is critical to happiness and it puts you in a a much better position of functioning at a higher level because you don't have the problem that you have with somebody on your mind all the time. And let me tell you, folks, bitterness will eat away at you if somebody does something to you. And this, this holds true for colleagues at work. Straighten things out at work if you have a problem with somebody. Don't start spreading rumors and gossip all over the school about your relationship with the person because you got trouble with them. Straighten things out with the person face to face. Don't allow a bad relationship to continue and don't make it worse by spreading rumors and gossip. And the last dimension, spiritual dimension. For me, it's reading the Bible and praying, which I do, which I do almost every day. For you, it might be getting into nature. It might be yoga. It might be meditation. Whatever it is, that dimension has to be exercised and we have to practice it. Because if we don't, what will happen is we kind of lose touch with the fact that there probably is something bigger in this world that can help us. The spiritual dimension offers faith and hope. And it's something if we practice it every day, we end up developing that and nothing seems insurmountable. That's my language there. I know it's a private dimension, And I know it's something that not everybody practices, but the bottom line is it is part of life. Physical dimension, mental dimension, social and emotional dimension, spiritual dimension. Every morning when you wake up, maybe you do a little bit of exercise. Maybe you do a little bit of reading. You may want to combine the spiritual dimension and the the mental dimension. Maybe you want to read some inspiring literature at that point to help you through the day. Social and emotional dimension. Keep things straight between you, 
parents, children, students, colleagues, administration, keep it straight. Keep everything straight so that you can have the peace that you need to do your job and keep things in balance. Now, what does all this have to do with bullying? If you have a classroom filled with kids who are behavior problems, if you have bullies in your classroom, if you encounter bullies in life, maybe your boss is a bully. Maybe you have a colleague that's a bully. The healthier you are, the more balanced you are, the greater the opportunity for you to handle things okay, without getting stressed out. Stress is a killer. It zaps your adrenal glands. It keeps you awake at night. It can get you depressed and so on. The healthier you are, the easier it will be for you to handle behavior problems, bullies, whether they be adults or children, and the difficulties that come to you each and every day as a teacher. Take care of yourself first. And you will then be able to take care of others much more efficiently. And that includes your children, your spouse, your parents, and in terms of things, your home. Things won't get you so stressed out that that you, you feel overwhelmed. Physical, mental, social and emotional, spiritual. Four dimensions. I'm going to put Stephen Covey's ebook up on the episode description. You can download that and you will find that if you practice these things and do these things, okay, you will be more successful and you'll be at peace. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Check out all that's there. You'll find so many things, courses. You'll find uh, products. You'll find a lot of different things available to you that will be useful in your quest in battling the bullying epidemic. So use the website to your advantage. It's there to help you. Check the episode description, and you'll find um, the Stephen Covey book there, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm going to be starting another podcast sometime in July. It's going to be after the All-Star break. In terms of Major League Baseball, it's going to be called the New York Mets 101. I'm going to be giving you all different things about the Mets. We're going to have discussion. Okay, I'll be covering some of the games, and I hope everyone takes the time to listen to that. It's a, I think it's a, a great, it'll be a great distraction, and it'll give me a chance to rant about this team that's driving me crazy. So that's anti-bullying. That's uh, the New York Mets 101. It has been my pleasure speaking to you today. Again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101.